Hello and welcome to episode number 174 of the Nerd Broker Podcast. You may or may not hear an air conditioner in the background because it is balls hot out. If you are out today, uh, probably you will be listening to this after uh, Sunday, so it'll be less hot. But uh, yeah, stay cool out there. This is our Luke Cage Season 2 review along with a couple other things. It's uh, Eve and me reviewing... Luke Cage season two. There's a lot of spoilers, so if you haven't watched it yet, we were gonna wait to post this up, but it's just like scheduling. We recorded this before we recorded other stuff, so this is going up first. So yeah, uh, spoilers right off the bat. A uh, quick plug: this next coming Saturday is the Ranger Zone with uh, Inner's Ranger and April Ranger. It's a combination poetry and comedy show. It is awesome. You should go check that out. Branded Saloon out in, wait, I actually prepared for it this time, 603 Vanderbilt Avenue in uh, Crown Heights, Brooklyn, or Prospect Heights, depending on how you view where neighborhoods start and stop. So, yeah, that's really it for the plugs. I'm going to be probably posting up, most likely posting up the two artists who we met at uh, BurrowCon. There's going to be a couple guests that are going to be coming into ja- into July and a lot more stuff to review, a lot more stuff coming out, a lot less uh, live tweeting. That does not mean that you should stop checking at NerdProCoil on Twitter because posting stuff on there all the time and there are uh, occasional giveaways of swag and letting you know about live shows and just uh, cool stuff there. And as always, if you have any opinions about this episode, let us know at NerdProCoil on Twitter. In the comments sen- section, either in iTunes or directly at nerdproco.com. And uh, if you like the podcast, click subscribe. As always, uh, leave a review. Share it with your friends. Tell your friends to share it with their friends. It is. It really does help us out. All right. Uh, episode number 174, 174 of the Nerdproco podcast. Yep. Hey, hey. Hey, hey. It's been a long time since we've rapped to each other, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's been a little while. We we kind of did like a rapid fire thing uh, with a bunch of movies. This is doing that weird feedback thing again. I don't know why. I can yeah, I never figure out why it does this. I was like, did I do this? No, yeah. you didn't do this. All right, never mind. I'm not gonna worry about it. Uh, yeah, we did like solo Deadpool two and and. Uh, Wow, that's weird. I'm forgetting what the third movie. Oh, Ready Player One. Ready Player One. Eventually, when you get caught up with ex- the Expanse, haul at me. I definitely I've heard wanna, really good. Yeah, we're gonna have I to talk about that talk at, uh, in a later that. episode. But uh, Luke Cage season two, man, it's okay. I don't. I we have not spoken about this show yet, so I don't know what your opinion is. Yeah, I liked season one despite the fact it just like went. It just unraveled towards the end with yeah no I agree um, Diamondback yeah um but I felt that they learned the lessons from season one yep they stuck to villains and they stuck they allowed great actors to do their shit yeah Alfred Woodard killed it um I don't know who the guy is who played Bushmaster uh, Mustafa Shakir Shapir he, I think is I his name. thought he was. Amazing. He's great. He's amazing. It was just amazing season two. I just he, I was surprised by they, that. I was a little surprised, but I was also like, the as I was watching it, was like, wow, 
they fixed all of the problems I had with season one. <laughs> like they just they completely learned all the stuff they did wrong in season one, it seems, and then like just fixed everything. They were just like, I remember that that was wrong? We fixed that. Remember that that would that seemed wrong? We fixed that. Like Did you feel that I know your major gripe about Netflix Marvel shows is the fact that they have like useless episodes. Did you get that impression? There wasn't usually ep- useless episodes. I will say that it still felt a uh, a little too long. Really? I uh, but I but got I that with say, Jessica but, Jones but, but season that, two. But that's being said, I felt that a lot, lot, lot less than I have in virtually than virtually any of the other Netflix series. I felt like the yes, it could have been shorter, uh, probably about two or three episodes shorter, and that's not like cutting it a whole episode. It's like just bits and pieces where you mm-hmm. could have just shaved uh, and made it tighter. But that's. I felt that less about this season than I yeah than I could say about any other Netflix season. It's still like maybe not. I wouldn't rank it up as like my favorite or like the best one. I, I will say that a between season one and season two, this is the biggest season, second season improvement. This, I have to say this is an, uh, a major improvement yeah. to Luke Cage season one. I thought that season two of Luke Cage was better than season two of Jessica Jones. It's yeah. just stronger from beginning to end. Yes, Jessica Jones just just went on and on and on. Um, and I even though the first half of Daredevil season two is still better than anything else. Overall, I think yeah. that this is a stronger season two on balance uh, as a yeah. whole. Um, I just I thought that this was amazing. The cast, the new characters that new that characters they introduced, um, Alfie, um, Black Mariah's daughter was a great, compelling yeah. character. Um, they even gave. gave I, does she is she gave, a villain in the comics? I can't remember. I think so. I'd have to like look that up again. Like Google that. Um, I think so. I'm not a hundred percent on that. I will say they even gave like shades, like a. More depth. Uh, he seemed like a much more full human character and in this season. <laughs> him and his buddy Che, um, yeah. Chai or whatever. Um, the, his relationship with him, I appreciated. It was very yeah. real and grounded to, I guess, reality of what a lot of cons uh, go through while going while being in the in jail. Um, so like everyone ha- was pretty much well fleshed out. Yeah, uh, this uh, Luke season. Cage had a much. Like it just seemed like everyone had a better arc, yeah. Character arc in this. K- Luke Cage himself had a better arc. He had a whole thing with his dad that was, uh, and rest. Uh, apparently, he died. Yeah, uh, he did. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, I didn't know that either. It must have been very recent. Yeah. Um, it, particularly excited is that they. Sh- I didn't realize. Uh, I was like, ooh, it, exciting! They shot it like in my neighborhood, and then I realized they shot like half the series two blocks from me. And you didn't notice it. I, you know what it is? I think. Or you're not by that area that. I think what they, I mean, I think when they were shooting it, like both dates and times that they were shooting, I wasn't actually in the neighborhood. Okay. I wasn't actually home. Uh, I'm still amazed I didn't notice it because Gladys is like, uh, I forget what they called it in the show, but Gladys uh, is 
literally like three blocks up from me oh, on Franklin Avenue. Okay. And there is a scene somewhere in there, I forget. You can see Bunsmith. You can actually see like Was it done really on um the West Indian Day Parade? That I don't know. Uh I they might have shot like exteriors for it. I don't know if they shot like those actual sequences because I would imagine that would have been hell to actually mm-hmm. like pull off. Um I think they probably shot some like establishing shots of the of the actual parade and then probably did some of the other stuff like on a different because I think it would have been impossible to like control okay. the shots. Uh just in any parade it's really impossible to like control what you're shooting. Okay. But yeah, man, uh So like background. So season two is pretty much picking up where Wait, does it pick up where season one left off? No, it doesn't because picks up he's right been after out of Defenders, yeah, uh, right after Defenders. So uh, Black Mariah is trying to go legit, you Again. know, yeah, uh, <laughs> as best as she can, yeah. Um, and then what's happening is that we're introduced to a character called Bushmaster from yeah. Jamaica, and apparently Bushmaster's family has like some sort of blood feud with yeah. the Stokes. At first you just think, especially when you were watching the preview and like initially in the series, this is one of the things I really appreciated about this season is he starts out as just like, oh, he's just a gangster essentially mm-hmm. from Jamaica. Jamaica, who apparently has because of this it was a little dubious the whole nightshade giving him yeah. like sort of superpowers thing i was just like all right i'll i'll allow it because but you have to figure out like a, a way to counter the science behind luke cage yeah you know? uh it was a, he's like the said, mandarin to the iron man yeah yeah he's a little luke it was cage. a little deus machina deus ex machina uh but uh if and initially you just think oh he's just kind of a a monster and he's I mean, he kills people, and he is pretty monstrous, you know, yeah. in that manner. But you find out that he is—he's actually like that. He goes from like, here's what I'll say, and you're not gonna like this comparison. He goes from being a DC villain to being a Marvel villain over the course of the series, in my opinion, where he becomes more sympathetic. No, I disagree. I think he's been a Marvel villain straight up because he's been fleshed out from the very beginning. His beef is with the Stokes. He kills gangsters. Right. He, right from the very beginning, he's being humanized by his interactions with other Jamaicans. Right. The right, people right, right. in the restaurant. So I don't. I wouldn't say that he goes. He's any. He's at any point DC. He's. I think he's fully Marvel throughout. Okay. Very, okay. very fleshed out because. He hates the Stokes, but he's grounded in his love for his people. Right, so. right, right. And you actually see that, like, I, I appreciate how you see more of that. Mm. Uh, especially, like, you know, three quarters through the the series, spoiler, when, like, I think it's it's his brother. Yeah, it's his brother when his brother gets killed. No, uncle or something like that. I, I don't think, think it's his brother. It's his older brother. It's, I'm... Brother, I thought it. Oh, w- oh no, no, no! It no, is his, it's, it's his uncle. It's, it's uncle. his uncle. Yeah. Sorry. Oh yeah, because his his brother, I think, is already dead, or something like that. Did he have a brother? I said. I don't vaguely- think they they fleshed out a brother, but I know he's a relative. Yeah. Um, uh, an uncle or cousin. Okay. But not a direct relative, not a brother. Okay. At all. Yeah. Uh. 
Also, just um, I'm gonna say some stuff. It's mostly like with the ending that I don't necessarily have a problem with, but I was just like, eh, all right, um, and some stuff that is might sound like a criticism, but I don't actually mean it that way. Uh, one of the things, just as again, as like a fighting, like you know, fight style nerd, uh, it's very, uh, it's. Not capoeira. It's the. It looks. It has. It's, it's the. Ground. It's probably West African uh, derivative. I forget what the actual style is, but it's it's that mix of what capoeira was before it arrived to Brazil. Before it became yeah, before it arrived in Brazil and the uh, the African uh, grappling ground fighting stuff because there was some of that in there too, mm. and I was just like, oh, I appreciate that you actually gave him like a a very distinct fighting style. Yeah. Uh, I will say that. And this is not a criticism. It's actually a compliment. I actually mean this as, like, they took some good things. They definitely cribbed, if not intentionally, a bunch of stuff from various Daredevil stories. Uh, Alfred Woodard's uh, Black Mariah's, like, turn reminded me a lot of of kingpin in season one of daredevil where it's just like he's he thinks he's a good he thinks he's doing good he's say it's the same motives too it's a different cultural uh importance which is actually a really important theme uh this uh my friend scott woods uh wrote a review where he said it's all about one of the central themes underlying themes is about property Mm -hmm. and legacy Keeping it black, yeah, know, and and the black, cultural, you know, cultural, yeah. black cultural legacies, yeah. and the good for good or bad, and trying to make something out of like ugly histories, and it's it's very much a black story of mm-hmm. legacy and like property own, ownership. I mean, I agree with you fully with that. I mean, I saw the parallels quite immediately. Yeah. It's a person, but I don't. It's, it's a person who who loves the community that they're in but as long as they profit off of it yeah you know thinks they're really believes that they're doing the right thing and then i i think it's in when she's finally in the prison no it's before she actually goes to the prison i forget there's a there's very much a kingpin i am the no i think he the moment where she turns is when luke cage saves her from her burning home yes finding that Bushmaster was gonna would go to the lengths that she would go, and you know he would kill her. That's when she, it just like clicked. The yeah, fl- the switch was flipped, and then she went full on gangster. Yeah, you know mode, and I appreciated that transformation. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I just love love how much every scene that Alfred Woodard is in. She just chews the scenery. And she just like scene stealer. She just owns Amazing. the entire. Even when she's being super duper over the top, it's you. I yeah. there there are other actresses who I think if they were doing the same thing, I would have been like, this is. She pulls it. This off. is a. She's I even when she's being like almost too much i love the shit out of it i'm just like i'm like i love this i love what, I, what like, it's great that juxtaposed to when she's being real deep yeah like when she opens up 
to the nature of her daughter's birth. Yeah. I almost cried, you know, the fact that she was raped, the fact that the daughter was born out of, out of incest, and the fact that she just blankly says, I know I'm supposed to love you, but I don't. You yeah, know, that yeah, was yeah. just cold-blooded. Yeah. And I'm like, and you see the weight because just being re- just recalling that and you see the pain of her having to go through that rape of her uncle whatever pete um i i just saw that in her face yeah. and her expression i'm like damn you know she could go comedic evil villain to yeah. downright just sympathetic figure um also i think it's it. i think it's really interesting um and it's one of the largest larger themes of all of the netflix series is how people deal with trauma. Like the many ways in which people deal with deep trauma is something that it's an underlying, I mean, it's an underlying theme in every, almost every comic book because it's like, you know, someone's parents or parent figures were murdered in in almost every hero story uh, in any comic book. Like every major Almost every major hero uh, ends up like, you know, that we all love has had a parent figure murdered. But specifically, like, the very human way that human beings deal with trauma. It was a huge theme in Jessica Jones season one. It's a huge theme, you know, for Black Mariah. It's a huge theme for Misty Knight. Yeah. Uh, And I just think that it's one of the things that all of the uh, Punisher... Same thing. Different reactions to trauma. And it's it's one of the things that all of the Netflix Marvel series have all done, I think, really, really well. I will say the other thing that they cribbed, not so much from the Daredevil Marvel TV series, but the Daredevil comic book, the Brian Michael Bendis run, is... At the end of the, and I had mixed feelings about this until I saw the very last shot in Luke Cage, where he number one, well, two things that they cribbed. Number one, uh, it's essentially the Matt Murdock story where Matt, he, he's on top or he runs. He beats the shit out of the kingpin, and he, and he goes, "You want someone to rule over to me, over you? Yeah. Well, now that's me." And it's like I didn't want to be. He Matt Murdock says, "I don't. I'm not saying I'm the kingpin of crime." I'm just the kingpin. Like someone needed to take this spot. So I figured that in season three, you see Luke Cage spiral out of control, where he becomes corrupted by his newfound. I don't know if he'll become corrupted. I think that he's going to find it increasingly hard, and people are going to come out at him about the fact that he's basically taken on the kingpin role, at least in Harlem, which. If they do things right, we'll put him in conflict with the actual Kingpin. <laughs> mm. I think that might be an interesting thing. Okay. I, I want, even though he's very much the Daredevil villain, I would love it if the Kingpin is Dude, the I, main villain for the, all of the Netflix. I wanted to uh, mention, uh, maybe not in season three, but somehow introduce a Heroes for Hire where maybe you could introduce Kingpin they as a major all, villain. Yeah. Because I felt that the the chemistry between the actor who plays Danny Rand and 
uh, Michael Coulter, I thought worked really well. Well, and that that that's this season was well, like a nice tease to hear. You know, they almost did a hero. They almost got. I thought they were going to get to it in this season. Uh, a heroes for hire. I will say uh, another thing that they cribbed, but I appreciated it was they did Thor slapping his hammer on Cap's shield. Wait, I, I don't. I, when they're when Danny and Luke team up in the drug thing, yeah, they do a Thor slapping his hammer on Cap's shield. Oh yes, Danny punch, punches yeah. his hands, and it's the same effect. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, that was cool. That was cute. <laughs> I actually, and I will agree, um, in limited doses, I don't think they, I honestly, unless they can fix so many things, unless they actually fucking adapt some of the actual fucking Iron Fist stories, like especially the recent Iron Fist stories, Iron Fist shouldn't even get a season two. He works much He's better. He's like Captain America in the movie. Yes, exactly. You need him in an ensemble cast for He's it to He's so work much out. better playing off Luke Cage than he is yeah. by himself. Or anyone else, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, anyone, else. <laughs> anyone his, else. His fight style is still super lame. They still need to... They need to train the shit out of that dude and get him... Like They need to change the way they have him fight because it's yeah. just... it's It doesn't... It's better each time, but it still doesn't look right. For someone who's supposed to be that skilled, yeah. it just doesn't look. But I will say, like, them teaming up was just really a lot of fun. That being said, the best team up in the entire series, and possibly Colleen the best, Wing the and best Misty Knight. scene in the the best sequence in the entire series is the bar fight yeah. with Colleen Wing. I love it. I want a Daughters of the Dragon miniseries <laughs> so fucking bad. What did you think about the introduction of the arm? Um, a lot of people were upset about that. And I gave some thought about this. It was like, why is it? But it's integral to the character because I'm not a Marvel guy. Yeah. It's integral to the character, number one. It was always going to be Rand who designed it, number two, because they're still keeping, if anything, they've made the Mar- Marvel Netflix series even more separate. Mm that from the MCU uh, than they have before. It was never going to be Stark. In fact, I almost think it's important that it wasn't Stark because why would someone like Tony Stark pay attention to some cop working yeah. in Harlem? Yeah. Like, the only way it would be is if it was Rand designing it and her guys. Because like, a lot of people was like, yeah, to get some Stark to, or, or from Wakanda. It was just like, they don't know this is even happening. Yeah. And if they did, why They're would they street. why would street they care? Level, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It actually makes more sense that she like just story-wise and for this area, he's very it's very Harlem centered yeah. and Crown Heights centered, which may be so like I just seen like locations. There was literally a shot somewhere in there where you can see like the entrance to our apartment. I was like, motherfucker, <laughs> look! <laughs> I live there. It's like, I live right there. Uh, so that made me uh, excited. Uh, also made me sad as, a, as, as unfortunately a gentrifier. It's just like, yeah, that, that neighborhood is a lot less West Indian than you're portraying it right yeah. now. And that's making me kind of bummed out now. They've, they've got a, a well, yeah. Yeah. They did a good job. But um, I, for like overall, this was like a solid, um, season where i thought they alluded to the fact that bushmaster would be the villain but then he's just like 
kind of a sympathetic hero. Yeah. He yeah. just the true threat is Black Mariah, Mariah Stokes, I, and that has been consistent throughout yeah. the season. No, no last minute twist like uh, in season one. Black Mariah through and through is a big villain, and then I think Stokes just—I mean, um, Bushmaster kind of like pushes her along and make her yeah. realize what her true role is yeah. uh, in this world. And he. Also, I appreciate the fact that you didn't kill your villain. Your mm. villain. It's like, no, he, he's much more sympathetic by the end, and he just goes home to Jamaica because it's like, Black Moran's dead. Yeah, I don't have to be here anymore. And near the end, so many after his uncle dies, right before his uncle dies, and then his friend uh, tells him, and other people are telling, uh, his auntie tells him, it was just like, She's dead, or just like you keep going. That this cycle of violence just perpetuates itself. Yeah. It's essentially that's not what they say, but it's that's what they were saying. Mm-hmm. It's like you keep doing this. It's just it just gets worse and worse and worse. Even like his friend, who was like you know his right hand man, was eventually like, "You can't keep doing this, dude." Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they they accomplished the goal. I mean, Black Mariah did ultimately die. Yeah. Um, spoilers. Um, at the yeah. end of the season, but not by Bushmaster, yeah. by you know her very, very lovely daughter. Yeah, uh, with the kiss of oh, death. Oh, she's fine. Uh, that was I. That that was a surprise. I did not. Think. I did not see that coming either. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh. Although as soon as she started choking, I went, "Oh shit!" Her yeah. daughter just killed her. Um, spoilers. Uh, but uh, also another thing they cribbed from, and again, I'm not. This, saying that they cribbed from it, I'm saying they cribbed from it. They didn't like outright rip it off. Is there's they they literally did the shot from the end of The Godfather, except they don't, don't show Claire. What do you mean the when he when the guy comes up to Luke and he goes he goes he tells him that Claire oh no no he like whispers in his ear and he says tell Claire to go home. The shot the next shot. Is him, his like assistant, and then one other person, and it's the door half open, and then it like closed. Is literally the same shot from the end of The Godfather, where Michael kisses his wife and his wife leaves, and then you see her like her view with the door half open with like the guy kissing his his consigliere, and there's there's no way. That that wasn't intentional. Well, it's I way am too one obvious. of the yeah. few people in this entire planet who has not seen or care about the Godfather. I mean, I would yell at you, but it's okay. Um, I don't, don't want to get bored to death, number one. Two, I will just, I, I'm just happy that, you know, whoever is directing the, well, there, I guess there were many people directing the episodes of There Luke were Cage. quite a few, yeah. Yeah, Lucy Liu directed yeah. as well. Uh, but there, the fact that they were borrowing from really reputable yeah. crime movies, um, that's great. I mean, that's awesome. And then, I mean, we'd be, we'd be, uh, Seriously neglecting things if we didn't discuss the music. Uh, um, they integrated the music not only much better in this season, but the artists in this season were bananas. I love, I mean, it's obviously, it's they're taking uh, 
West Indian vibe to this. Yeah. And I love that. Uh, to be fair, the music in season one was equally strong. It was, I just, no, 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 I'm not I just, saying that. I just like the different vibe to it uh, from, like, you know, Night Nurse. Charlie was trying to mention, like, there's a theme throughout like the titles of yeah. the episodes i didn't pick it up because uh, i forget who head. it is who's the the it's another hip-hop artist uh but i also think not only were they just as strong this season but they were they were a little bit more varied and obviously because you have an entirely different cultural influence mm-hmm. uh like the the west indian influence but also the way it's weaved into the actual show. I mean, granted, it's the club, so you just see the artist. But just yeah. generally, the way it's weaved in is a lot. Again, it's just like they 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 took something that was really good in season one and they made it. The they they, they did it better. Night nurse, the sex scene at yeah. the very beginning. I I thought that was appropriate. Um, I don't know the first moments where we see Bushmaster doing voodoo. And I, I forgot the title of the song, but I just felt that that song was just very appropriate. Where yeah. Chasing the Devil, I, I think that's the name of yeah, the song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, could, I could literally just, go up. Uh, and then, dude, just the, some of the, like, so they, they had Joy. So Atlanta person was great. They had Gary Clark Jr., who was like a blues guy. They had, oh, God, this... The woman who is playing at, it's not at the Paradise Harlem. It's like a different location. I, we could Google this. Oh, from the first, um, like the first episode in that blues bar? There's that, but there's also, oh, that's Uptown, by the way. That's uh, that's up in, that's up on West End, near West End Avenue. Uh, Max Romeo, that's the song, Chase the Devil. There you um, go, yeah, yeah. I love that. Hold on, I'm going to look this up because there's so many. Uh, KRS One. Oh yeah, I was really glad to see him um, in the last couple episodes of that. Season. Rakim. Rakim. In the last episode, the guy who does the song about Luke Cage, that's Rakim. Oh shit. Uh. At the at the like private party for the the yeah, lawyer, from that, Ghostface yeah. Killer, uh, you had they did a big tribute that had Faith Evans uh, coming back again. I was happy that and she, yeah. oh god, what is his name? Is I'm drawing a blank on right now. Yeah, like all of the music, just like I was just like, not only is this awesome. But like the way they've weaved it in, it's just like also you just created an entire secondary merchandising thing selling that soundtrack. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, it was dope. Um, yeah, this was. Um, I have to say, I was surprised at how great this season uh, turned out to be. I think um, you kind of hope that you know directors who are involved with these superior properties they pay attention to like the flaws or mistakes of the first yeah. round and Cheo uh, Coker did a phenomenal job yeah. just like doing his best to fix the mistakes and I think that season two just was just uh, strong from beginning to end and I just can't wait to see what they're going to do for yeah. season three or hopefully they will get a season three. I'm hoping they get also get a season three. Uh, more than I want them to get a season three though, I still maintain an LEL, uh, shouts out to LEL, we have maintained this. Uh, I want to, instead of maybe full seasons or if they're going to wait on full seasons of other of the other Netflix shows, I want to see some 
some more duos and groups, but with mm-hmm. shorter arcs. Like I said, I want to see a Misty, Collingwing, uh, Claire, a Dollars of the Dragon series. Yeah. It doesn't have to be 13 episodes. It could be four. It could be eight. I want to see a Heroes for Hire series, yeah. which I think maybe, in, not instead, but like, you know, in between, uh, if they do do an Iron Fist season two and a Luke's Cage season three, in, or maybe instead do a Heroes for Hire like miniseries, like eight. Instead, in lieu of a season two of uh, Iron Fist, um, yeah, do it like yeah. that. Yeah, um, I want there to be a Daredevil season three for no other reason than they're gonna be, have a Daredevil season. Three. Yeah, yeah. You have to, uh, especially especially because they, they all think he's dead. <laughs> yeah, and the fact that you alluded to like a major, um, you were telling me that Born Again. Um, that they're losing. They, to they said that they were going to do Born Again. I'm which, curious about that. Which uh, means two things: means they'll finally get Bullseye in in there, and it means oh man, that's a bummer for Karen Page because <laughs> yeah. Elektra is already technically dead, quote yeah. unquote. Um, yeah. I Just mean, Daredevil super- is the, the strongest show that Netflix has. So I think, and you know, they well, haven't. Well, Daredevil and Punisher. Punisher came out of the gate like really, really. I think Daredevil. Well, was we have they- two seasons of Daredevil, and um, and on top of that, Daredevil has the best villain, you know, to yeah, go against. And that's I true. think uh, finally seeing Fisk really grow into the role of kingpin yeah we haven't seen that and i can't wait to experience yeah. that uh for season three so i just want to see more of a uh, more daredevil uh, yeah before we get um uh a punisher i guess yeah what was the there were a couple other things that i was thinking about uh about this season oh just like little things like we were talking about his moment with his dad the scene with you know where Alfie ordered is is talking about how her daughter where her daughter actually came from mm-hmm. uh the part that kind of i mean not really having any personal experience with it but the part where i just like really feel there there's something there that isn't just the person acting like maybe is the when Luke Cage and Claire are fighting and he punches the wall mm-hmm. And like her little moment, where you find out like that I have experience with it, you, you need to leave. Yeah, her like just describing like, was authentic. Yeah, it was. There are I mean, and I I hate to be. I mean, she. It could just be fantastic acting. It's it's both. I mean, yeah. great acting comes from truth. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. But there's a there's there are little like when I watch certain actors do. It's it's either. You have very personal experience with it, or you're accessing something in your life mm-hmm. in a very, very genuine way. Because there's like there's little ticks where I mean, one of the things this is like a, an acting geeky thing is where you have is someone are they having a party upstairs? <laughs> Thin walls, uh, yeah. possibly. <laughs> I don't know if the mics are picking this up, but we hear music. Um, is where 
what is being conveyed is more is less what is being said than what you're actually seeing the actor do. And it's the same in that when Alfie Reuter is like, the words are powerful too, but she is such a great actress that a lot of the stuff that comes around, along uh, across is with the silence. <laughs> like, is when there aren't any words. Is like you aren't trying to explain. It's what a lot of d- directors and screenwriters, I think, get wrong. And I could give you a, a whole bunch of nerdy films where they get that wrong. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, stop talking. You don't need to tell us what's going on. We can see yeah. what's happening. Just let the actor act. Yeah. Words are not needed. Uh, no dialogue is needed to convey that feeling. It's funny. Uh, Scott Woods had this thing about Luke Cage. The How Luke Cage got popular was this series in the early 2000s that was actually like super... Ra- it was white people trying to write a black person, and it just was... Didn't. It, it weirdly is what made Luke Cage popular, but it was not for good reasons and then they tone that down and then they basically it's like here and have black people actually write black people yeah i forgot the act the writer but the it was act, greg the rucka ri- the, what it was greg rucka who did the the, the luke new cage, one the not the most recent luke cage. no 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 it was like in 2002 and i remember it i remember it being like no because i thought it was the the writer who helped kind of like ground uh, Black Panther. That was, that was Christopher Priest. 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 Yes, he might have come on later and fixed it, uh-huh. uh, which is probably what he did because that's what he's good at. Uh, but Scott Woods' uh, point, and I think, is just like, yeah, if you actually, you know, let people of color write people of color and direct people of color with strong, you know complicated backstories and just stories it's like it can actually work out and become good duh but then you'd have to have po- policies that allow people of color and women yeah. to be hired and to yeah. hopefully flesh out these characters but uh fortunately marvel has done a better job more so than dc in terms of getting People of color behind the scene, women yeah. behind the scene. To also, another thing Marvel has been really good at, and it almost makes me. And then I guess we can, unless there's any other thoughts or anything else you want to talk about uh, with Luke Cage season two, uh, is or just anything else in, in general you want to talk about is it almost if there is an Iron Fist season two, it almost gives me hope for an Iron Fist season two. Because they seem to learn from what they did wrong. Like, I know that would be a very... Di- you know, and I, I'll say this again. The way to fix that is to... Aside from because you're not going to make them Asian American now. It's just not going to happen. The way you can fix that is to actually, like... Go back to... Tell the story of what Iron Fist actually is. Uh, or even better... You fix it by not having an Iron Fist TV yeah. show. I'm yeah. sorry. I don't That's need fair. another season. If they have Iron Fist, the character with Rand, coupled with other characters from the yeah. Netflix universe, then fine. I just don't care about a Danny Rand, a solo series. I just don't care. You know, yeah. I... That's, it's I think a lot fu- of people they, don't care about him. They, it's because they... Fu- so, 
I know I'm beating a dead horse about this one. Um, I could have number one. I could have forgiven so much else about the Iron Fist series if any of the fights, if the fight choreography had been super dope. I could almost forgive the rest of it. Uh, the other thing is one of the things that I always get upset about is when the people behind a show or a movie, in the case of the, a lot of DC movies, fundamentally misunderstand or don't understand at all the core of who that character is and the core of that story. But here's the thing. The core of that character is fucked up that's the problem the core of that character is fucked up well well, here's you have to unravel and reconstruct it to make it more mainstream to today today's society to make it more you know manageable to the eyes of the viewer here's here's the thing uh they don't have the the budget to do all of the his time on kong long which is actually a lot of the more interesting things about his backstory Number one, not all of the weird Meacham stuff that they had to add for the show because they couldn't do all the stuff on Conlon, which is what makes Iron Fist. It's again, you can't do the thing that makes him interesting. Then why are you doing the show? Number two, Iron Danny Rand's and Iron Fist as an Iron Fist because there's been a whole line of Iron Fist. I don't know how we got on you know Netflix series. Iron Fist is in there. He's in Luke season Luke Cage season two. So I feel like we have to address this. Uh, the entire origin story and underlying theme, even if they didn't know it at the time when Iron Fist was created, is a story about appropriation. His entire origin story, aside from being a bootleg Batman, which is he's originally just trying to get vengeance for the death of his parents. Yeah. His entire his entire time and a lot of what comes back to haunt Iron Fist as a character is the fact that his entire origin is based in appropriation. But the thing is, from what I gathered, people didn't care about that. You know, number one, he's a they he's a whack actor. They to be honest, did it, he's yeah. a whack actor. They didn't one. do any of that in the Iron Fist series. That could have been a really interesting series. I mean, yeah, part of it is Finn Jones. It's like. Yeah. Yeah, he's not a compelling up enough an not actor. Not a compelling to carry actor. That. Not a compelling martial artist. Nope. Um, and I think if they, I was kind of hoping when I heard the concept of Iron Fist that they were going to make it like a, you know, every one of the DC, uh, the Marvel Netflix shows have like some sort of theme. Luke yeah. Cage, black exploitation. Yeah. Uh, Jessica Jones, crime drama, whatever. I was kind of hoping like hardcore. Asian Kung Fu, Wu-Tang types of martial arts that I used to watch when yes. I was a kid. I was hoping for stuff yeah. like that. I did not get that. No. Uh, they. It is, a, it is an example of everything that they should have done, you can list, that seems so obvious to us. And they did none of those things. <laughs> Which is great, because Luke Cage did all of those things, like it's it's such a, actually a great contrast, and it's so interesting that yeah. But with Luke Cage, we have a director who wanted uh, this character yeah. and who already had a vision for this character. Yeah. Um, I don't know you ha- if you have that with Iron Fist. I don't know if you have the, a person at the helm who 
loves the character so much yeah. that they wanted to do that character justice. I think they just did that because they wanted to have a Defenders yeah. you know, TV show. And he was and an afterthought. Yeah. The show was an afterthought. Yeah. Uh, what was I going to say? It was another thing about Luke Cage, and now I can't remember what it is. Um, yeah, it was really good. It was amazing. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm currently watching it again. This yeah. is going to be my second I've been, I've been wa- Yeah, I, di- I still haven't watched Luke Cage season one for a second time because it just got, it was just too boring. Um, and, but I am, I have, wa- you know, rewatched a good chunk of season two because just, and also season two of Daredevil just because I keep coming, parts of season two of Daredevil I keep coming back to because I'm, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, hold on. Um, yeah. Um, anything else? Um, I think we covered everything. Yeah. I mean, there's a couple other things that we either haven't seen yet or, or, um, or that you haven't watched yet. Cloak and Dagger. We haven't covered Cloak um, and behind. Dagger. Behind. Um, not yeah. that I'm not interested because I love Cloak and Dagger. It's so good. Um, you know, it, people are saying that, that it's, it's very different from, that it's I thought different it was gonna from be the cheesy. Netflix series. I See, thought I thought it was cheesy. too. And it 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 could slip, I think, relatively seamlessly into the Netflix series. Yeah. Because it's got Roxanne is in there. Yes. Uh, I was surprised that they included that. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I guess it's part of the Marvel uh it's part East of Coast. the Marvel. It seems to be part of Marvel East Coast. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Um, uh yeah, there's so again, uh to come back to Luke Cage season two, like kind of bouncing off of Cloak and Dagger is there also, because there's so many places in Luke Cage season two, that it's like places that I either used, used to hang out or just like places up in Harlem or, or you know, uh, Morningside Park, mm-hmm. uh, High Bridge. There's so many things where it's just like where the actual location is also a character. Like Harlem is also a character. Crown Heights is also a character in season two. Yeah. Uh, New Orleans is a character in Cloak and Dagger. I haven't gone there yet. Um, oh, it's in later in like I think episode three and four. Yeah, okay. I've been really impressed with that show. So uh, far, so good. I've I've only seen the first two episodes, uh, but yeah, I'm gonna get on top of that once I get caught up on Westworld. But yeah, I was like when I when I think free. F- was it like freeform? Yeah, I, I just think like you know CW type shit, maybe CW yeah. light. But they did they respect the source material and yeah. try to make it legit. And actually, I was just looking at like their slate of shows. There's shows on there that I I mean, aside from Mortal Instruments, which is just is it's their Twilight. Mm. Uh, it was a movie that didn't do so well that that freeform picked up as a series. Uh, but there's a kind of like the bold type. There's a couple series on there. It's like this is not what I was expecting from this channel, but oh. but it and reruns of Degrassi. Uh, but I was just like, okay. Another thing I forgot to mention, I saw the first season of Krypton. I liked it. Really? Is it I, worth watching? Because I just I, I didn't care. I didn't care. It's it's dumb because you're dealing with Superman's grandfather, but. If you don't think, forget the fact that it's, you know, Superman. If you forgot that, it's a decent sci-fi yeah. show. Because it's grounded. None of them has have powers. And the threat of Brainiac 
is a compelling threat. I think that as a science fiction TV show, it's pretty solid. Word. Uh, that being said, as long as we're on those, that universe, um, every season, with the, except for Black Lightning, of all the CW shows were all awful this, this, this season. They were all god-awful. I have not given up on The Flash. I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I don't I'm behind. want to, but this last I, season was god-awful. It was a mess. I am lying to myself. When it comes to the Flash, I I'm I'm behind. I I think I haven't seen the last five episodes of the Flash. I'm gonna get on top of that. Okay. I I see where you're coming from. Yeah. The the thinker is long and boring, and I wish it just ended. What? what you, but you, I I the the Flash lover in me is going. It has for I, ignored. I want, yeah. The flaws. No. I compl- I completely agree with you. I wanted it. I wanted it. So bad, and it was all awful. You know what it was? And a, a, having a villain like the Thinker, honestly, is... And I was literally sitting and thinking this, and I could be wa- wrong, but I doubt I'm wrong, given it was just like, you can't have a villain who's that smart when the people writing it aren't even nearly as smart. Like, collectively, don't approach... You can't write for a character who's supposed to be that smart when you when your writers appear to be idiots. <laughs> like it's just so many bad decisions in that. Um, yeah, Arrow this this season I just gave up on. I've, I've given up on Arrow because and it, I don't care what you think. I don't care about Legends of Tomorrow. I'm sorry. It's really fun. You don't have the crossover to. was fun. I, I admit I yeah, enjoy yeah. the crossover, but. I don't care about the only thing that's that's any fun, even though it doesn't he doesn't belong on the CW at all. I love that they've made Constantine a semi regular character on Legends. That's that's about oh, okay. That's about it. Um, if only because the guy who plays Constantine is actually perfect for the role. Mm. Like he's spot on. And doesn't belong on the CW. He, it should have. His show was on Fox. It it failed because it was on Fox. It should have been on. If you were gonna have it on a cable show, on a cable network, have it on AMC, mm-hmm. have it on HBO. That's where it belongs. Um, yeah. I mean, I know you don't watch Supergirl, but Supergirl's been, yeah, was I, awful I this season. Um, do you know what? You know what? Honestly, is frustrating with with all of the CW shows. Uh, particularly The Flash and particularly Supergirl is the main cast of both The Flash and Supergirl are actually really good. That's what keeps me. I don't care about. Yeah. I don't care about Supergirl. Um, because That's fair. It's the not, problem with it's Supergirl not for, was it's, cl- not for you. It, it's un- unfortunately. I'm not a big anything with Calissa Flockhart just turns. She's me not off. on the show anymore. I know, it doesn't but matter. that's yeah. why I can't get in get onto a Supergirl. But the cast for the Flash is what keeps me going. Yeah, it, it makes me overcome the shitty uh, storyline, the plot. Yeah, I don't mind that because the actor who plays Joe West, Iris West, uh, that entire um, what's his name again? Cisco. Cisco. I just love them and his relationship with his with a doctor who I know you don't like, but I love um killer frost 
both. Uh, as, I do, it's I, not that I don't like her. I think she's only written interesting when she's Killer Frost. They don't know what to do with her. When I know, she's, I, she's like the 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 heart. No, the heart number two. Yeah, Cisco's exactly. A heart. I, that's what I was gonna say. Cisco is the heart. Yeah, but and he's much better at it because he's because sadly he's a. I love Dana Panabaker Baker, but but the guy play, no. but Cisco is the, that dude is so much yeah. of a better actor, and and every time they have uh, his girlfriend on or her dad. Uh, <laughs> it's just, it's just uh. pri- See, and again, that one of the things that it's has, was seriously a struggle about the season of The Flash, um, and more so I say on The Flash than Supergirl. I've given Supergirl a shot, even given that a good chunk of that I understand it's not made for me, it's not for me. Yeah. Um, and I hate to say that as a dude, it is, it is sort of a girl centered show it is a very uh i think it was originally unintentionally and now is not in- unintentional at all it's a super gay show as well in fact the cw shows in general are super gay uh in fact uh gay uh i don't see how uh the sister is a lesbian on that yeah, but how do you know in terms of your argument saying that how it's uh, trying to attract a gay audience? It, uh, uh, specifically, uh, I know there's some gay characters, but there's it's, it's not just pretty that, much a solid attempt to get as many people on board no, 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 by there, introducing there, there a diverse is, but there character. Is, uh, I will say, uh, and it might be just I'm biased to this. It might appear this way because a lot of the people who I happen to follow on Twitter and really like Supergirl, all happen to also be gay and talk about how gay it is. Um, oh, I mean, all of the CW shows cater to a, very strongly to an LGBT audience. Mm-hmm. Uh, not, it doesn't hurt that uh, a, a couple of those shows have cast members, have had cast members who are, who have either come out Captain Cold is like yes. one of my favorite characters. Gay Captain Cold is the best character ever. I love, yeah. dude, snarky gay snart <laughs> is the best character on all of those shows. I think my best, his best iteration is the alternate universe from yeah, the crossover. That's snarky gay He's, snart I, from I, Earth I, X. Yeah. yeah, he is the best yeah. character on all of the CW shows. Also, um, the guy uh, Wally West, the guy who plays Wally West, uh, is is really came out this past year and came out like super hard too. Like he's he's like he uh, and I, I mean this in the best possible way. He's not just gay; he's gay. <laughs> if you follow him on Twitter and you see the, the pictures he posts on Twitter right now, he's like, "Oh, bad dude, you." Go oh, you, man! Oh, like, I didn't know that. And his Twitter feed is is ridiculously like super like positive and like okay. He's not. He's going. He's actually not going to be on any of the CW shows really anymore. He like so he's out. He announced that he's out. Yeah, okay. I mean, yeah, because the they fact, didn't know what to do aside with his from the character. Fact they didn't know how to write his character. Um, yeah. he actually has like he put out an album. Music is 
decent. It's not my thing, but it's just like he decided. He was just like, this is what I'm going to do. Okay. Um, and he seems to be super duper ridiculously happy with his life right now. Okay. So I'm like, okay, go you, dude. Yeah, I mean, he I mean, he, <laughs> he, po- he pocketed a lot of CW money. You yeah. Know? He's been on the, sh- the series for quite a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, then he was on Legends for a little yeah. while. Um, but the, the larger point, before <laughs> we got to sidetrack, and then we can, we can end, even though we were supposed to mostly be talking about Luke Cage. Uh, it doesn't matter. Uh, is that these two past seasons of both The Flash and Supergirl, there were literally scenes where uh, it reminded me of Revenge of the Sith. Uh, and I will explain in a moment. Watching Ewan McGregor in Revenge of the Sith is a bunch of really talented actors. Really, you could see them in their faces struggling to bring horrible writing up to their acting level. <laughs> you can I, just I see it in their faces like, the, I have to say this line because it's prob- my job to say this line. Flash's problem is the fact that the villain is not the best villain. I think in a next season, I once I get caught up, I think that the next villain that they introduce will right the ship and bring yeah. the season back. It's a I, really weak... Yeah. He could have been a great villain and... He just wasn't, and I think it's because the writers just made a mess that they didn't that they weren't smart enough to fix. They're like, oh, we have a we have a uh, uh, a villain who's supposed to be super smart. Let's make all these plot points that are super complicated, and then I was just like, oh wait, we don't actually know how to resolve any of this fact yeah. effectively, which means that I'm not gonna spoil it, uh, but don't the resolutions to how everything writes itself i saw i called like way early as like as soon as i saw like some of the stuff that they were planting like yeah like if you're five episodes behind i can tell you it's just like uh, at that point i was just like this 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 and this are gonna happen at the end and i was like oh wow all of those things happened at the end okay because and it might be because of including just being- the the woman that they've been alluding They've been dropping hints on since the very beginning of the season, right? What? Which woman? I'm assuming. Um, yes. Pro- yeah, okay. Yeah. Oh, I I want to spoil that because it kind of. Yeah. I it, mean, I get it, but don't. It, don't. it, it made me. Bo- I was super happy by the reveal, and also like, oh, she's not. Okay. Okay. Yeah, as a DC nerd. You're gonna be you're gonna be both very happy and a little bit confused at the end, is what I will say. All right. Yeah, and it is the one shining thing about the season finale. Okay. Uh, well, I mean, that made it, me yell on uh, Twitter about it. No matter what you will say, I will. I'm not there yet. I am not going to abandon the flash. I haven't. I didn't I'm abandon not, it either. I was. I was spite watching. I'm just. Yeah. I'm just like. <laughs> I, I'm just totally, going through the motions. I'm just watching. expecting better things to come for them. I, I spite. I'm. I haven't watched the season premiere of Preacher. I spite watch Preacher too, uh, because uh, I both hate and love Preacher. Mm. I hate it because I know I'm never gonna see all the things I loved about the comic book ever adapted in any effective way. Because uh, it's a little, it's a little dark. I don't think AMC is gonna go that far. No, they have the int. See what pisses me off the most about Preacher is they do they just don't do any of the stuff that's from the book and when they do 
it's either out of sequence from the book, which normally I'd be fine with, but there's so many things that it's like, so you did that thing, but you did it in this way and put it here. So there's no buildup? Is that where- No, it just seems that this, if, if I felt like any of the decisions that were made had any sort of rationale behind them, as far as how the story progresses, there's stuff that you that is from the books that you see on the show, but where they put it in the series and how they do it seems hyper super arbitrary, to the point where you're like, why would you bother to do that if you ignored all the other stuff? Mm. Like, just to have that scene. Well, that scene doesn't mean anything in the t- in the in the context of the TV show. It's just a scene from the comic book. But because you didn't have any of the other stuff that makes that scene mean anything from the comic book, that scene doesn't mean anything. Okay. And that's, yeah, I spite watch. In spite of the fact that the three leads are fantastic on Preacher. Okay. That's that's the issue I have with that I'll show. get around to that. Yeah, because um, yeah, I've got like, first things first, I need to get... I'll, I need to wrap up the expanse. I we'll, need to we'll wrap talk up, about that. We'll talk uh, about that Voltron. when I get to that. I'm behind I've heard on very, Voltron. Very good things. Um, on that, I, I just find that the expanse is kind of like, uh, for me, it's like a political drama in space. Yeah, I, I like. I, that. I will say, season six of Voltron starts a little like, is this going to be a season five? And then, like the last two episodes, you're like, "This is dope." Okay. <laughs> yeah, because I texted you. I was just like, "This fight scene, what is this dope?" <laughs> yeah. And then I have to get caught up. On, yeah, yeah. Um, they also do some Atlanta. Kind of, they also two. do. So, yeah, I have to catch up on that too. They they do some sort of hippy dippy sort of like stuff crypt from like Korra. Okay. Uh, the anime. Because it's the, same, an anime, the right? same people who did the Korra and Avatar The Last Airbender. It's the okay. same people behind Voltron. Okay. Uh, and season six of Voltron, especially, I won't, I won't spoil anything, but they get into what, uh, what's really going on with Shiro. And you're like, this is kind of trippy and weird. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm glad they did this, but it's kind of trippy and weird. Yeah. All right. So yeah, Luke Cage season two. Watch oh, it. Was, ah, it's so good. Sweet. Okay. It's a must that I bust and he might get hand to me. It's inherited. It runs in the family. I wrote the rhyme that broke the bull's back. If that don't slow him up, I carry a full pack. Now I don't want to have to let off. You should have kept off. You didn't keep the stage warm. Step off. Step off. Ladies Step and gentlemen, off. you're about to see. A pastime hobby about to be taken to the maximum. I can't relax, see I'm hype as a hypochondriac. Cause the rap be one hell of an antidote. Something you can't smoke more than dope. You try to move away, but you can't. You broke more than cracked up. You should have backed up. For those that act up, need to be more than smacked up. Any entertainer, I gotta talk to chamber one on one. And I'm the remainder. So close your eyes and hold your breath. And I'ma hit you with the blow of death. Before you go, you remember your scene. The fiend of a microphone, I'm the microphone I'm the mic- fiend. I'm the microphone fiend. fiend. The microphone fiend. The microphone fiend. The microphone fiend. The microphone The microphone The microphone fiend. The microphone fiend.
the mother microphone fiend. The microphone fiend. The microphone fiend. The microphone fiend. The microphone 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 the mic of the mic of the microphone the mother mic of the mic of the microphone 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 The mic, 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 the mic,